You're listening to the Coached by Dan podcast. Dan is an online coach and personal trainer with the goal of helping you become the happiest, healthiest, and most confident version of yourself you can be. Here, we talk about all things health, fitness, and mindset related to help you achieve anything you set your mind to. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's podcast. Right, guys, so welcome back to episode four of the Coached by Dan podcast. As always, I'm your host, Dan Reese. And before we get into the podcast, I really quickly want to talk about the plan going forward with the podcast. Um, I was asked during the week by a client if I was planning on bringing on guests, and absolutely 100% yes, I am. Now, the first few episodes, as I explained in episode one, I want to keep off the bat talking about very general topics that I feel like will benefit you all massively. Um, and then from episode six, seven, eight going forward, I'm going to then try to get every second or every podcast or However I feel fits best to the podcast, I'll have a guest on to talk about different topics in kind of an interview chat kind of format. Okay, so that's the plan going forward with the podcast. Um, But sure, look, let's just get straight into episode four and what we're going to be talking about. So as you've already seen by the title, we are going to be talking about sleep. In particular, why you should be prioritizing your sleep. This is going to be somewhat of a buy-in of an episode in a sense that I'm going to try and convey a message to you. And that message is really simply look at how important sleep is for performance, for your well-being, and most importantly, your overall health. Explain some of the downsides of being sleep-deprived. Talk about personal experiences, and then just kind of overall, towards the end, explain how to optimize it. So, sleep is a lot more important than people think. If you were to kind of create like a like an upside down pyramid of like what's really important the top of this upside down pyramid being the big the big picture like the really important things people kind of put training and nutrition on this pedestal when in reality sleep is up there with those two things people will just focus on exercise and nutrition um and they don't really prioritize or kind of make an effort to improve and have high quality of sleep um when in reality with respect to prioritizing your health, sleep is, with those two, at the very highest point. Um, I feel like there's a big push nowadays from coaches and just people on Instagram focusing on health and fitness side of things to get clients and to get their followers sleeping at a very high level. Um, like I said, that people are so focused on just exercise and food when it comes to their body composition, their health goals. Whereas if you compare like two groups of two groups of people, one was doing their three, four days gym work, was already focused on sleep. And then you another group that had the exact same training program, the exact same parameters, but had eight hours consistently sleeping, you'd see a massive, massive jump in performance in that second group who was consistently sleeping eight hours. So first off the bat, we really should be focusing on getting seven to nine hours of sleep a night. I even argue the fact that if you're someone who's looking to really, really take it seriously and prioritize building muscle as efficiently as possible, you're looking more towards that kind of nine to 10 hours. So a really common thing I've heard, I actually have a talk um, early in March, 2020, obviously now being recorded, but this has been listened to down the road. Early March, 2020, I gave a talk about all things health and fitness related um, to an office. Um, and we came to the sleep section. I had one person say to me, 
I sleep at five, six hours a night and I feel great. What are you talking about, Dan? The reason this is, I'll get onto in a second, but really, like any reading into sleep you will do, um, the proportion of people who can sleep sub six hours and maintain really high health marker levels, it's extremely small, like a fraction of a percent in size. Um, like the reality is, if you're sleeping less than seven hours a night, you fall into that category of people who are sleep deprived. And when we're sleep deprived, we see effects in health, in body composition, and in performance. Um, and statistically speaking, you definitely can't get away with sub six hours of sleep and perform optimally. Now, you could perform at what appears to be a high level, but in reality, it's not. The thing is, when you're sleep deprived, you don't realize you're sleep deprived. Your body gets used to functioning at a really low level, which is a bit spooky. Jack and I. Um, so when your body thinks, oh, I'm performing really well, it's like, no, that's just your body's norm. That's how it goes about its day-to-day life at a very normal rate. If you have a good day, you know, say you're training in the gym, you feel like you've had a good day, but you're still consistently sleeping five, six hours a night, chances are you could be having even better days. So if you're getting sub seven hours sleep a night, you fall into that category of people who are sleep deprived. And as we spoke about there, when you're sleep deprived, you don't realize it and you're going to see effects to your overall health, performance in and out of the gym, your cognitive function, your reaction times, you know, your decision making, your body composition. You're going to see a big effect in everything. And you're going to accumulate some kind of a sleep debt over time. And like I said there, that'll result in a deficit to your health. So how do you fill this sleep debt? you sleep simple enough if you're not sleeping well enough you're playing yourself that's just really plain and simple what i want to get across in this podcast now um so this sleep debt it accrues and builds over time and will lower your overall health be that neural degeneration could be developing parkinson's disease some kind of cardiovascular disease lower muscle mass and this can all happen just from having sleep restricted now is it going to happen if you have bad sleep tonight or tomorrow or the week after or even a couple months no but the reality is like i said before if we're sleep deprived we don't realize it and we function at a level we get used to and that becomes our norm so why would we look to improve your sleep if that we just feel like we're performing best which as we've just talked about isn't your best so it's over time when we build a sleep debt say tonight even even if every night we get six hours of sleep every single night we still fall into that category of sleep deprived and that's gonna have a massive effect again on our overall health and like i said there we can't tell if we're sleep deprived so we just function as a norm which is a bit spooky again like i talked about so you're gonna be unable to perceive how crap you actually feel when you're sleep deprived joking away like yes we feel like we're performing well but reality is we could be performing a lot better and we should be and that's why we need to look into sleep at a much, much deeper level. Not just passively going about, I'll sleep when I want, I'll wake up on an alarm. It's a case of, oh, no, no, I should be doing things to make sure my sleep is really good. It could be affecting your fitness, your, your cardiovascular system, your ability to recover. Like, fitness-related things are all going to be massively impacted by it and be a lot better off with better sleep. You just can't perceive it in that moment about how bad it really is. Like, sleep's going to affect your, your cognitive function, 
your reaction skills, your performance in, in work in the office, your decision making, your ability to manage stress, stress even. Um, like that's all going to be compromised just because you're sleeping at a really low level. So if we could summarize what can happen from not getting your 7 to 9 and then like I said before potentially arguing a 9 to 10 hour sleep time when you're in bed you know it's going to compromise your overall health which is again when we look at why we go to the gym why we want to optimize our nutrition sleep obviously looking at that as well it's all to be functioning as a very happy healthy human being as optimally as we really can or as close to that as we can get and as we get into that routine of being sleep deprived we're not going to realize it but we're going to accrue a sleep debt over time and that's going to really play into your overall health be it again like i said developing things like parkinson's some kind of cardiovascular disease um neurodegeneration like <clears throat> it's going to affect you massively in your cognitive function reaction skills decision making like it's all going to be compromised and that's the re- that's the result of having very poor sleep like me for example i think i'm a great example for someone who had really bad sleep but then kind of got over it like if you're looking at my point of view i the difficult thing about running an online coaching business and being a relatively busy pt in the gym is i work roughly 40 to 50 hours a week on the gym floor and i'm also working 40 plus hours for coach by dan which makes it very difficult to get enough sleep in you know as well as that i run a business like my income comes from how much work I put into it. Do you know what I Like my clients in the gym, my clients online, that's my income. So my income is very much based on how much I put into work. So in knowing that, it also gives me more of a kind of a spur to do more work. Do you know what um, Because obviously I love what I do. It's great fun. I fucking love it. But um, it can or it has had a toll on my sleep. And I think now being aware of the positive and negative outcomes of good or bad sleep, it kind of forces better sleep, if that makes sense. I was massively sleep deprived and fell into that category about two years ago. Um, a little bit of my background. if we can, I, can, I can literally pinpoint the time my sleep went, just pulled a 180 and just went to absolute muck. So back in 2018, I did my personal training course. I was working two part-time jobs during that time. So I'd say all in all, between the course and part-time jobs, I say I was working about 20, 25 hours a week at a max, which means there wasn't too much stress in my life and I could sleep pretty much when I wanted to. I think there was one day I was in college early for a PT, PT course. So, and that was like even nine o'clock. So I wasn't even getting up too early, like half seven, eight o'clock, which looking back now was <laughs> like an absolute lion for me. Um, so my, like my work time was very little, which meant my sleep time was quite high. And as soon as I finished my PhD course, I went on a two week holiday to Greece and I was on an island called Naxos. And have you ever been to Naxos before? It is like the calmest, most tame island you'll ever go to in your life. It's really small and like condensed into one small little spot, but it's so peaceful and so calm. And just kind of, even if you're lying on a beach or just in your fucking hotel room, it's just really really calm so sleep was just through the roof i'd say i was easily getting like 10 11 1 14 hour night of sleep two weeks after that holiday i came home and i started coached by dan and i started working as a pg in the gym floor i went from 20 hours of work a week to no hours of work for two weeks 
the first week I got back, I did a 65 hour work week, which to me was like a whole, it was like triple what I've ever done before. And that affected my sleep massively. Do you know? Um, like I was stressing massively because I was doing so much work and that again led to me having really poor quality sleep. I say I was sleeping at least four, at most in four or five hours a night. Um, and that's so you grew from 65 hours to 70 hours to 80 hours to 90 hours because again, this was purely me working on a few clients online and just do my shifts in the gym. But then over time I got clients in the gym. I got very busy online. All of a sudden, again, like those 65 hours turned to 80 to 90 hours a week. Joe? So, again, going from someone who got 20, 25 hours of work a week to like 90 within, I'd say, two, three months, I had a massive toll in my sleep. And there was loads of telltale signs as to why I was sleep deprived. Number one, I would fall asleep anywhere. I fell asleep on the Lewis. Lewis is like our little tram line in Ireland, in Dublin. Um, I fell asleep on the Lewis. Um, if I was driving, if someone was driving me somewhere, I would be asleep nine times out of ten in the passenger seat. Anywhere I was, where I was sitting down, I would more than likely fall asleep. And if you're falling asleep just in really random locations, just for the crack, chances are it's because you aren't getting enough sleep at night. I've read a lot of research into sleep. And anyone can do as much research as they want, but if they're not experienced it before, they're not going to have as much understanding of it. From having read a lot of research on sleep and experienced it myself being sleep deprived. You know, even when I was training back then, I felt like my training was doing, going quite well, and it kind of was. But if I compare my training now to how it was back then, like, a good day then would be a really bad day now. And that's literally just from understanding my working hours, figuring out how I can get a lot more done in less time, and then, again, my overall goal, why I'm in this kind of industry is because I value health, fitness, to a huge level, and that falls into me as well. So I really want to ensure that, of course, my clients, but also myself, you know, you got to take care of number one, that is yourself, to make sure that I was being as happy and healthy as I could be, and the healthy side of things, I wasn't sleeping enough, so that was a big goal of mine to overcome. Now, fast forward now, I'll get 79 hours sleep a night. I work pretty consistent hours in terms of online and one-to-one PT. Like, I probably do the same thing work-wise every week in terms of, like, my consistent, like, client times um, and when I do my work for online. So it just means that my routine day-to-day is quite similar, which means come about half nine, I'll get really sleepy. Come 10 o'clock, I'll be out cold. And then around six o'clock in the morning, half five, six, I'll be able to wake up. Happy days, no problem. And it's at a point now where my alarm will be set for 6. I'll probably wake up at 5.55 just because I'm so consistently waking up at that time that my, my body's just adjusted to it. So my sleep now is better than it's ever been. But it's because of that purely because I know because I had a really bad experience sleep wise before. So we need to optimize your sleep. Like I said again, I'm going to repeat this point millions and millions of times. You need to strive for 7 to 9 hours of uninterrupted sleep a night. And if you're sleep deprived... You're going to potentially look up towards that kind of 9 to 10 mark for a period of time. You like sleeping more. If you're sleep deprived and you sleep more, it's not going to undo your bad sleep. The best way to think about it is money. Do you know kind of way? You can spend money. You can spend your sleep debt. You can sleep little. But if you save money in the future, that's not going to unspend the money you had in the past. You know, if you spent two grand on whatever, but then you made three grand back. You know, you've still spent that two grand. You're not going to have five grand. You could have had five grand, but you have three. 
same here if you have gone years and years sleep deprived then you're only starting to get sleep back you're not going to get those years of sleep back you're just going to progress as you go forward and then we look to compensate with things like caffeine which realistically offsets short-term feeling of awake like caffeine essentially blocks binding of adenosine adenosine even um, which causes you to accumulate sleep pressure so when you're sleep deprived you feel like you need that coffee just to function like you're when you're sleep deprived you're running off a stress response you know you're running off cortisol you're running off uh, catecholamines you're running off caffeine as opposed to running off being a happy healthy human which really we should be looking to do so i think we kind of have the idea of why we should be sleeping i've kind of given you my little anecdote as to why i've decided to sleep better now just from personal experience and obviously the research research even i've looked into um but now i really want to touch on how to optimize it so we know why we need to do it now we understand why we should be prioritizing your sleep and how important it really is not just for gym but for life for being a good human for having performing well to be not bad in work to function that was great english not bad in work um to fo- to perform well in work you know to have really low to lower your risks of any you know cardiovascular disease general compromises in your health um to not have any issues with your cognitive function your reaction skills your work performance your decision making your ability to manage stress stress even i can't say stress properly today for some reason um we know why we should be doing it but now let's focus on how to optimize it so there's a lot of stuff we can look into with sleep i say the big thing is lifestyle and routine you know if you're someone who will fall asleep at 10 o'clock one night and then 11 the next night and then 1 a.m the next night the day after that even you know you're going to be very very inconsistent with your sleep and your sleep should be somewhat of a pattern somewhat of a routine like i said there i'll now fall asleep at 10 o'clock every night roughly and we go roughly about 5 or 6 a.m every morning so i'll be getting between 7 and 8 hours a night of sleep um which is very very helpful for my overall health so the first thing you should be looking to do is optimize and kind of be really efficient with when you wake up and when you sleep and have that consistent that's the word i'm looking for be consistent with it but it's a case of saying oh i'll be consistent with the sleep and wake time but how do you make that happen <clears throat> first thing we can look to during the day is exhausting yourself during the day don't be lazy during the day train hard be active work as best you can so when it comes to going to bed you're going to be exhausted from what you're doing during the day and it's good to be exhausted when you're going to bed because then you can sleep you get seven eight hours eight seven to eight hours of sleep a night because you've been so exhausted and you have to kind of force you to sleep better you wake up the next day and you have energy to go about your day so when you need to be awake you're you're flying you're awake you're happy you're energized but when you go to bed you're sleepy you're wrecked which is good which is what we want we can also limit caffeine intake so like i said there caffeine we tend to caff to compensate sleep deprivation with caffeine um but again this can also just affect your overall sleep so caffeine has a very long half-life that we don't realize like it can stay in our system from up to four to six hours after we take it in depending on how sensitive you are to caffeine that could vary but as a general rule of thumb four to six hours is generally how long caffeine can stay in your system say you want to be at sleep at, at 10 o'clock you know that right at the very most i want to stop drinking caffeine around four or six o'clock my rule of thumb is i just don't 
want to risk it in any way, shape, or form because I don't want to live off a technicality of four to six hours. I'll just push as much as I can. So anything past two o'clock, I won't have coffee or an energy drink or anything with a high amount of caffeine in it. That kind of way. Just because I know it could affect my sleep. And my sleep, as I talked about before, is very important to prioritize. Why would I compromise ruining it? Another big thing would be a wind-down routine. And that's kind of what I want to finish on, a wind-down routine. So the 90 minutes to two hours before you go to bed, that should be totally you time to just relax, to do nothing, to just focus on winding down and getting ready for sleep. And there's a lot of stuff we could do in this two hours that's probably affecting our sleep. Like, for example, like we, what do we do, what do, we do in the two hours before we, go, before we go to bed? It's the only time during the day that we have time to watch TV, maybe been at work all day, you've been in the gym, you're only getting home, you want to watch TV, you want to go on your phone, you want to watch Netflix, you want to watch your YouTube, YouTube, whatever you were looking at. We're very much looking at screens and being in a light environment. When we're in a dark environment, we secrete a hormone called melatonin, which makes us very sleepy, or makes us drowsy. We'll make us sleepy, but when we're drowsy, we fall asleep a lot easier. So we want to maximize how much melatonin we can produce. And when we're in very bright environments, it's quite hard to secrete that hormone. So... Ideally, before bed, try cut out as much screen exposure as you can. If you have a pair of blue light blocking glasses, um, that'll be fantastic. Could help massively. Um, as well, another thing that could help if you have dimmers in your house, like instead instead of a light switch, you have dimmers. If you can dim the lights so it's still on but at a much darker rate, that could be massive for just getting you in a dark environment to help you sleep better. As well as that, I'm not just going to say, get off your phone, you know, get off your laptop, don't do anything like that. Find replacements. You, know, you can't just quit cold turkey find a means of replacing it you could meal prep you could read a book you can go for a walk you can listen to a podcast i hear that coach but anvela has a really good podcast funnily enough there's a lot of stuff you could be doing instead of that like we work off habit we work off routine and the reality is tv phone exposure screen exposure in general is generally it's probably going to be your routine your habit if we can change those habits simple you might think oh i can't and go to bed without looking at my phone it's like well you can probably but it's just you're so stuck in that mindset of i have to be on it that it's kind of your norm switch your norm up get out of your comfort zone read a book <laughs> listen to a podcast again that coach banana fella great podcast i hear go for a walk a breathing technique so another thing breathing wise if you want to you want to we want to shift into a parasympathetic nervous system our per, per, we want to shift into our parasympathetic nervous system our pns so we have a parasympathetic nervous system and sympathetic parasympathetic is when we're kind of relaxed sympathetic quite stressed out when we think about breathing something as simple as breathing when we inhale we're in a, a little more of a sympathetic state and when we exhale we're in more of a parasympathetic state so logically speaking if we have a quick inhale and a really long slow exhale our breathing is going to be in more of a parasympathetic state. If you think about like yoga, tai chi, anything like that, that's why they're so focused on the out-breath, because it brings you into that parasympathetic state, it makes you relax, it brings your heart rate down. And before bed, that's kind of, look, kind of what we're looking to achieve. So one thing you could do for about five to ten minutes, literally sit down, close your eyes, think two, three second really deep inhale, hold for five seconds, and then force yourself to have a really slow seven, eight, nine technique second exhale and repeat that for about five six seven eight nine ten minutes and you'll find that you'll be way more relaxed that's basically what meditation is meditation is another thing i'm not a huge expert of meditation i haven't tried it too much myself but i have people come back to me and said it's been magical for them in terms of getting them sleep better so that's kind of 
I want to wrap it up there with the podcast. I feel like I've given a good amount of kind of detail as to why we should be prioritizing sleep. I've given an example of with myself, and then we've also talked about kind of how to optimize it. So going forward from now, I really want you to take a bit more seriousness when it comes to your sleep. Look to how you can prioritize it, and I guarantee work-wise, performance in the gym, performance out of the gym, how you feel it's going to be, and your health as well. You may not feel a massive difference now in terms of your health, but you will over time. You won't accrue anything. And that's what we want to look at. We want to look at the big picture and what we can do to make you the happiest, healthiest, fittest human being you can possibly be. Guys, thank you so much for listening to episode four of the Coach by Dan podcast. If you want to follow me on social media, if you don't already, my Instagram is at Coached by Dan. If you want to get in touch with me for anything online coaching related, please let me know. Um, I do have slots available going right now for online coaching. So if you are looking to, you know, see what's going on behind the podcast, behind the Instagram account, you know, see what actually it's like working one-on-one with myself, I'll happily take you on board. Um, I am. There are slots going. And if you want to avail of one of the slots, please let me know. Send me an email, training at gmail.com. Shoot me a DM on Instagram, at coachedbydan. Um, I have a Facebook page, Coached by Dan Private Group. And online coaching, of course, slide into my DMs. Click the link in my Instagram bio or just send me an email and I'll get back to you with your response and we'll try to get you going online. Guys, thank you so much for listening to episode four of the podcast. Um, hopefully going forward, you're sleeping better. Um, and yeah, thanks so much. And I'll talk to you in the next one.